This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I am relaxed. Why look at me. I look great. Uh, you look all right. I look well rested. Mm. I look happy. You're I look, you are smiling at the moment, so yeah, that is uh, accurate. My, my famous uh, Timmy time smile. What they call no, it. that's not what they call it. I mean, you weren't even really smiling. I was being generous. No, and I your don't, generosity I, knows no bounds. Tom, well, thank I'm, you very I'm much. known for my generosity in a lot of circles. It just seemed like I'm. I'm saying I'm agreeing that you're happy, but I don't know that you're happy. You could be lying to me. That that smile could be hiding a frown. Well, that's true with anybody. Yeah. This is why you should just be kind to people. That's true. Even people where you're just like, I don't need to be nice to this jackass. Look how happy he is. <laughs> right. He's he's happy at a time like this. You know what? He doesn't he doesn't need me being nice to him. No, that could be masking something some some deep deep sadness. And it, and if you see somebody smiling, that's no reason to assume they're happy. You'll walk right up to him and ask him what the hell's wrong. Ask him what's wrong with them. Yeah, what's wrong with you, Smiley? Yeah, what are you smiling for? What's wrong? What, you what's, know who the, what's the big had idea? A smile. You know who always had a smile and uh, was rarely happy? Jesus. Did he smile? Uh, I don't know if there are many uh, biblical passages where they mention him smiling. There are ones where like, he's having a good time. When he turned all that water into wine, he had to have cracked a smile then. Yeah, he, well, I don't know, maybe... He was uh, smug is the wrong word about it uh, to, to say about it, but like uh, Tim, you you're gonna was... get sent back to Catholicism classes. <laughs> Start calling Jesus smug. No, but do you think he was just like, hey, get a little of this though, and like just kind of gave up? Yeah, no, I did it. Yeah, you saw that, right? Uh, I don't see him being that way. I see him being more like voila. <laughs> oh, I see him. I see him like doing it and being like. All right, now go have fun. Like uh like yeah. like an uncle who's buying you beer when you're when you're like 19 or whatever. Like, all right. Hey, hey. Here's here's the beer, but like uh don't see, make a big thing. See, so you're saying Jesus is like a a person buying kids underage alcohol. No, he's like the cool uncle that understands that you're responsible enough at 19. Hell, you're old enough to serve your country. You should be able to have a beer on uh, at your graduation party from high well, school. Well, I think that I I think this was at a wedding. I don't think this was at a high school graduation that Jesus did this. Well, maybe it was at a maybe an uncle can can slip you alcohol at a wedding too. Yeah, that's true. And that's cool. That's a nice thing to do. I was gonna say, you know, who had a smile on his face but was always sad was the Joker. Oh, no, the Joker is not necessarily sad. He's he's loving life a lot of times. He's enjoying what he's doing. Well, then, you know what, Tom? That's sick. Yeah, That's a well, sick individual. He's a sick man. I don't know what to tell you. I've, I've tried to explain Ugh. this to you multiple times. It's it's uh, unfortunate. He's the, the, the crown prince of crime, they call him. Tom, why do I feel so relaxed, you ask? <laughs> yeah, why do you feel so relaxed? 
because I took it easy this week, Tom. I I didn't do any work. I went on vacation. Uh-huh. You're seeing me at the tail end of vacation mode. We had to even change the day that we record this 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 episode. Yeah. Because I was out catching rays. I was out kayaking. I was out walking through the wilderness. And I was at I, I showed on two up. separate occasions a drive-in movie theater. Two? Holy. All right. Well, I, I, yeah, I showed up at your apartment when it was time to record, and it, uh, there was just a sign on the door that said, the doctor is out. Yeah, and then right under that, gone fishing. Right. And I was like, I guess, I don't know, I guess he went on vacation or something. I really couldn't make heads or tails of it, because you're, you you're not a big fisher, and uh, uh, you're also not a doctor anymore. No. Um, thanks for... Constantly bringing that up. Tom. Well, you have to tell people that you're not a doctor. That was one of the stipulations of the settlement. I mean, you don't even know where I live, to be honest. Oh, I know where you live. Do you? Mm -hmm. I know where you live. Oh, I don't know where you've moved. Since. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have a vague idea where you live. And by vague idea, I mean, I like know what the building looks like, but I have no idea how to get there. <laughs> yeah but that's true so, of most uh, of most people i know yeah i haven't been to i don't know we don't hang out at apartments i feel like no 10, well, especially now. years ago yeah but like even you know i lived at my last apartment for four years mm -hmm. you were there once maybe twice i was there a few times you weren't always there but yeah i i've been there a bunch of times What's the implication there, Tom? <laughs> the implication is anything you want it to be. <laughs> that I was uh, having an affair, that I was stealing from you, that I was putting cameras everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that, that third one isn't as like uh, a... <laughs> that's not where most people's minds would go immediately. Well, most people... Tom, Tom's mind immediately goes to the toilet cams. Well, most people should check their fire detector, make sure it's not a secret camera. That's all I'm saying. Tom, I says I went to the drive-in movie theater. Yeah, and that's what uh, this episode's going to be on. Now, you were uh, like in upstate New York. Is that where you were? Yeah, I was in the Hudson Valley. They get mad when you call that upstate. People from upstate New York get <laughs> mad, and people from the Hudson Valley get mad when you call it that. Uh, anything that's not long there's long island new york city and upstate see th this kind of talk in the <laughs> hudson valley or in westchester will get you beaten within an inch of your life my but, friend but that is upstate from new york city and long island where the vast majority of the population of new york lives no but what about westchester tom that's upstate it's not very far upstate but it is upstate now you're, according to who? According to you, right? This is how you think of it. According to me, according to any, I mean, I, Tim, there are some days that I consider the Bronx upstate. Again, Tom, this is coming from someone who has lived his entire life uh, in Long Island uh, or one of the five boroughs right so that's what yeah, i'm of saying course you're gonna think yeah you've lived literally on the, this island your entire life the majority of people who live in one of the two places i live in 
think of all those areas as upstate. So that's what that's, it is. Okay. Well, yeah, I was. And I'll I tell was, you. And when I when I went to school in Maryland, when I lived in Maryland, they didn't even know that we had an upstate. They didn't even know that that existed. They, they were thought, like, New have York, they ever seen a map? New York City and Long Island. No, they thought the that part of New York was Pennsylvania the whole time. They must have thought. Then what did they think Pennsylvania was? Transylvania. That's why they were oh. so. That's why whenever any school from Pennsylvania came, a lot of times they just got uh, a buy. They just got a free because the other team was too scared to show up. Yeah, your team just. Uh, I think you should have gone to a better college. Yeah, or at least hung out with a better crowd. Yeah, that weren't so afraid of vampires all the time. I hung out with all the jocks, the the football team, the basketball team. They're like, oh, your people. Yeah. Like, I don't know about this weekend's big game. Like, come on, grow a pair. So I went to a drive-in movie theater, Tom. Okay. When's the last time you've been to a drive-in movie theater? How many times in your life do you uh, estimate you've been to a drive-in movie theater? Well, I've talked on this show about the time I saw Dick Tracy in a drive-in movie theater and RoboCop was playing behind it and it was incredibly violent. (laughs) And you just got to see all this like insane violence happening behind it. Um I mean, why that, would you yeah. be? Why weren't your eyes glued to the screen when you saw Dick Tracy, though? Well, you had oh flat God, Dick, you had little Dick, things. Yeah, and they were all killed in the first two minutes. Uh, yeah. Dick Dick Tracy was a very boring movie. I remember as a kid being so hyped for it because that was like right. I think it was like right after uh, Tim Burton Batman, right? Yeah, I think so. So it was like. And it was like a very similar style, like the Art Deco type stuff, where it's like, oh, yes, another movie like Batman, which was the maybe the best movie I've ever seen. And then that happens. And it's like, oh, there's just like a lot of uh, Warren Beatty talking to Madonna in this movie. <laughs> and as a kid, I can't imagine a conversation I'd be less interested in. Yeah, it was weird to me how heavily marketed to like nine-year-olds that movie was for what that movie was i of course i became obsessed with it as most kids did before even seeing it just based on the marketing alone and the mcdonald's commercials i swear to god all those fun villains like flat top and (laughs) uh little face who else was there i don't know those those are the two that you keep naming (laughs) Yeah, uh, but there were a ton of them. Mumbles. You're, mumbles, right? yeah. That was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Al Pacino? No, Al Pacino Dustin was Hoffman. big. Yeah, Al Pacino was big boy. Right. But they had all these fun villains, and I swear to God, those guys were in the McDonald's commercials for longer <laughs> than they were in that movie. Yeah, because they had like bright suits and like a lot of prosthetics to make them look like crazy, like comic books come to life. Yeah. And then nothing. Yeah. And then like they were, how old was Warren Beatty at the time? Like 45, and he was like, oh, I still got my mojo, right? Like, he, yeah. It was one of those where he's like, I was a sex symbol, but now I'm going to, a new a new generation's going to love me. I thought his name was Warren Baby, which I thought was a funny name. <laughs> right. And I went and saw that movie, and you're right. It was the most boring movie I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw it again. 
Um, so I definitely remember seeing that at a drive-in. I I feel like I have a vague recollection of maybe going to a drive-in in high school that there was like one left, and it was like far from where we grew up, and I and I went to that maybe. Was it upstate? It wasn't that far. It was it was still somewhere on Long Island, uh, but but yeah, I think that those. It, it, in high school would have been the the most recent time that I that I saw it. So uh, five years ago. I saw Tom. I think my first movie going experience was at a drive in because one of oh, the benefits. Re- oh, oh, are you going to tell some gross story about how you were conceived at a drive-in movie? Ugh, gross, Tom. Why? Why does your mind go to these places? I, you know, it's just like, oh, the, my first movie experience is at a drive-in, and it's like, oh God, here we go. No, the, now this podcast is going to be rated MA. No, Tom, this podcast is already rated MA because of our dangerous ideas. <laughs> If not the language, but um, no, it's uh, it, uh, it's it's good to bring kids to. Oh yeah, can, because they can go nuts and they're just in the car. You're not bothering anybody, and right. that was a big appeal. Like when when drive-in uh, theaters first started, mm-hmm. whereas like it was uh, just after the baby boom, so all these kids that you couldn't just bring to the they kids were wild back then so they just strapped them in the back of a station wagon or whatever and they were like all right scream all you want in here nobody can hear you yeah scream all you want because guess what we can spank all we want and nobody will hear it nobody will see it (laughs) i'll hit you with a belt which is encouraged (laughs) um (laughs) yeah your teachers will do to you at school i didn't think about it but but you're probably right that uh uh, I probably saw more movies that I'm just not remembering as a kid uh, because I was brought to a drive-in movie theater. Yeah, I believe the first movie that I ever saw was, uh, apropos, it was uh, The Muppets Take Manhattan at, okay. uh, at a drive-in movie theater in 1984. So that would have made me two years old. <laughs> Pretty young. And, yeah, well, you, and had, pair- you had an older brother who like could actually... Follow yeah, the and, plot of a movie. <laughs> yeah, which which probably sucked for him because I apparently lost my mind. I freaked out because the Muppets were too big. And oh. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. You thought that, oh, this is what their natural size is the whole time. Yeah, like, oh, they, they've, they've been contained in, in my TV. I was Muppet babies at the time. Yeah. And then I saw them in all their horrifically giant glory look i knew he was a big bird but this is ridiculous <laughs> big, big bird was not in the muppet steak manhattan no he was oh he was in the muppet movie hitchhiking right yeah okay so sorry <laughs> jesus if the listeners could see the dirtiest look you gave me for not knowing that tom i was in a good mood when we started this episode <laughs> um and then the only other drive-in uh, memory I have from childhood is that I saw Short Circuit Two there with my with my family. Oh, uh, maybe I saw that. I I have like vague recollections. I don't know. I feel like my parents wouldn't have taken me to see Short Circuit Two. Why they didn't love you? No, I think they were just like, "Look, this isn't going to be a good movie." <laughs> 
Like the robot's not going to be in every scene and that's going to upset you. <laughs> <laughs> I think the robot was in most scenes. I remember just getting really sad at one time. I think Johnny Five gets powered down and you're meant to believe that he's, he's, he's dead, dead or something. Yeah. But then he comes back and he goes, Johnny Five alive or something, right? <laughs> yeah, Johnny Five's still alive, I think. Yeah, but I just I I I just remember pitting my stomach. You just were like, really no, it's not. It. It's not the same. He's seen the other side. He's changed now. Yes. Um. So that was, I think, the last time I was at a drive-in movie theater. Okay, um, so a very long time. Nineteen eighty-eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I that made makes my sense. In return. Because I think uh, in the late 80s, early 90s was when it was already the like, oh, well, this is the last days. There's, you know, maybe one left like somewhere around you, but certainly no more than that. Let me walk you through the history, Tom. Okay. Where, what year do you think drive-in movies started? Probably right after all those people ran out of the theater uh, from the train heading towards the screen. And they were probably like, yeah. look, we got to solve this some way. People will feel safer in a car. With that, that way they can outrun the train. <laughs> right. That way they can throw it in reverse and get out of there. Although yeah. back then, that was when they had those cars that were on like bicycle wheels uh, <laughs> that you could barely, barely drive. Uh, yeah. the, the first drive-in movie theater, I'm going to guess the 40s. No, it was actually patented. There were there were some, you know, in Texas, I think, mm-hmm. uh, before this, but it was patented in 1932 okay. in Camden, New Jersey. All right, by uh, this guy by this guy Hollingshead, Hollingshead, Richard Hollingshead Jr. Oh, first of all, what kind of dick do you have to be to be like, oh, I'm going to show a movie outside? Let me register for a patent on this. Uh, Come on, man. Well. I mean, come did, on, Hollingshead. Did he have to do something different, though? Like use a more powerful projector or change the magnification or something like that? No, he put a speaker behind the screen, which also, hey, Hollingshead, you idiot. Don't put it behind the behind the screen. Yeah, put it behind the audience, if anything. And it's, it's said he did it because his mother was a larger woman mm-hmm. and couldn't sit comfortably in theater seats. So he's like, he was uh, being a good little boy. He right. was like, he was hey, helping mother. Was, yeah, I'll help mother. She'll sit in the car and and we'll show movies outside. I bet it wasn't. Um, a, I bet it wasn't good enough for mother. No, it seems like uh, old old lady Hollingshead. Nothing was ever good enough for her. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he died. Um. The first film they they screened, Tom, was in 1933. Uh, called Wives Beware. And what, what was that about, a hunk? It was about a, uh, a man in an unsatisfying marriage. He fakes amnesia in his sly pursuit of extramarital adventures. I mean, it doesn't sound that sly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he cheated on his wife and then said, I have amnesia. I don't remember doing that. Ah. I like that it's called Wives Beware in that, like, it could happen to you. Your <laughs> husband can fake amnesia yeah. to two-time you. Um, but Tom, uh, it went out of business, or he sold it. It wasn't profitable. Mm-hmm. Hollingshead didn't know what the hell he was doing. Right. Uh, but then in the he 50s... Was, he was probably too busy doting on mother. 
Mother didn't like it enough. We have to change it up. She only wants to watch Wives Beware. <laughs> yeah. She wants Actually uh, uh Hollings Hollingshead Senior uh pulled that 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 uh <laughs> that amnesia thing on on, on on his mom. Right. So uh she was like, "No, we have to warn all the other wives." Yeah, she was a producer in Wives Beware. Um, but uh, it peaked in the fifties, early sixties. You know this, Tom? Yeah, just like uh, there, hey, just like rock and roll. Am I right? Hey, just like uh, leather jackets and slick back hair. It's true. Poodle skirts and hula hoops. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, those were better times. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it peaked in the fifties and sixties, which I, which makes sense. That's, that's the time frame I think most people associate, uh, with, with the idea of a drive-in movie theater. Well, that's when car culture was really raring up. Right. Got a lot of cars. And that's when teens started having their own agency, right? The teens had disposable income. They were doing stuff. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't, the, the, they weren't the being baby boom children. They weren't being made to go work in the factories like the kids before them. Yeah. And they were like, okay, I'm going to take this car and me and my gal are going to steam up the windows while pretending to watch a movie. Yeah. And I, I, unlike generations before me, I don't have a factory to work at as an outlet for all this horniness. Yeah, I, I don't come home covered in soot. <laughs> yeah, I come home horny with money in my pocket, looking a yeah. neck somewhere private. Uh, the media started uh, calling drive-ins passion pits. Ooh, like the band. Yeah, I think I think this came first. I don't know. Was the band around in 1958? They might have been. Who knows? It, well, um, and it sounds similar to uh, the pleasure pit that uh, that waterbeds were originally marketed at as. Yeah, man, things used to be so simple. <laughs> so many different pits. <laughs> yeah, nowadays you, you you'd be hard pressed to find a pit to go hang out with your gal in. Yeah, let alone one filled with pleasure or passion. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, maybe you can find a pit of sorrow somewhere if you're lucky. Tom, one of the largest drive-in theaters. Uh, was in uh, was right near our home. Uh, it was in Copeg, New York. I think that might have been Sunrise Highway. That might have been where I went. It had a full service restaurant with seating on the roof. Had a trolley system to take children and adults to well, a playground. Tim, that doesn't sound like a full service restaurant if they make you sit up on the roof. What do you mean? Well, if it's full service, that means they've got a place for you to sit on ground level at least serve you tom that's what that means oh they'll serve you up on the roof yeah. oh i thought it was just like a you know like a shack and they would sell you food and they're like do you have somewhere to sit and go, yeah go sit up on the roof yeah asshole try the roof because <laughs> that in my opinion is not full service no uh now it's a it's a home depot and a target and a red lobster tom well that's great we don't have enough of those so yeah um, but Tom, it all came crashing down. There were 4,000 drive-ins in 1958. Okay. Everybody was, was driving cars and stuff. And then the seventies came. This is, this is, this is weird to me. This okay. Is, <laughs> the oil crisis, people were right, like, oh yeah, 70s. we don't have it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, we're not going to waste gas driving unnecessarily. I'll, I'll go to the regular movie theater. Mm-hmm. Friggin'. Daylight saving time 
ruined everything. Oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, that that limits how many showings they could have. Yeah, in the summertime, they get to dark an hour later. Yeah. So they start all the movies an hour later. Well, yeah, if your first showing is until like nine o'clock. Yeah. Maybe you can have two showings, but even then that sucks. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is a problem that persists to this day. Yeah. Until we get rid of daylight. Say, you know what? You know, I, I've, I've long advocated for getting rid of daylight saving time because farmer, my anti-farmer bias. Right. But also, let's get rid of all time zones, uh, right? I knew you were going to say that, Tim, and I've explained to you, I can't even tell you how many times, why that would be a bad idea. So you're, you're going to like that? Well, no, it'd be great because we all would just... Look, sorry that everybody is like, oh, it always has to be dark at midnight. No, sometimes midnight is just going to be one of the times when you're up and about. But I think as an American, you're assuming that's not going to be you. (laughs) I don't care if they're like, okay, the sun rises at 4 p.m. now. Cool. We're just calling it 4 p.m. Nothing about my life changes. But what about when you hear somebody from like... uh, uh from iran or something and they're like oh i had to get up at you know eight in the morning and you're like i have no frame of reference if that's late or early i don't i don't have any friends in iran tom <laughs> all right so i don't want to get further into this what else about drive throughs uh drive-ins drive-ins uh, tom, please uh be respectful here have um, there so- ever been drive through movie theaters, like a blockbuster with a drive through window? Maybe. I mean, that's what we'd be doing right now, some blockbuster curbside pickup, right? Yeah, I guess back then it was like you would have to have called or faxed them ahead of time. So then it's like, well, how much convenience am I really saving myself? Why would you fax them? I would fax orders to Chipotle all the time when I was in uh, college. Really? When you were putting in like a big order, it was way easier to just write it all down and fax it to them than it was to like call and be like, all right, I need one of this and one of this. All right, read it back to me. Yeah, but if you're going to the video store, you're just like, hey, one Fight Club on DVD, please. No, maybe I'm looking to rent a bunch of stuff. Maybe I'm having a movie marathon. All right, how many how many movies? You're not allowed to rent more than four movies at once, right? Uh, I th- was there a limit at Blockbuster? I think there was a, like a limit if, on new releases. Yeah, if they limited that now, people would show up with rifles. <laughs> yeah, if, if video stores were were a thing, any kind of any kind of policy, like oh, it's my God given right to rent twenty six movies at one time. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading all 26 copies of Red Heat, and nobody's going to stop me. Uh, so people stopped going to the uh, drive-in. Uh, so they the drive-ins were like, all right, I know it'll get uh, asses in the seat or cars in the parking spaces. X-rated movies. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now we're talking. Which seems bonkers to me, because like... It's one thing that if you show it in an enclosed room in a <laughs> right. building, but this is all open air. People walking by could just see uh, some smut. 
Well, most of the theaters, I feel like, try to make sure that they're really a drive-in theaters, that there aren't like angles that you can, yeah, uh, that you can watch the movie from. But I mean, it kind of makes sense from a uh, j- in the car perspective. Oh yeah, you can. I mean, and that's one of the that's one of the pros of driving. It's not that you could pleasure yourself in cars, but that uh, that you have some privacy. Well, yeah, just that. I mean, look, you can have in a regular theater, but right. other but other people are going to see you in this. And that theater, gets people into into in some trouble, right? And if you're the kind of person that doesn't like to go, doesn't like to to pornographic that, movies. All right. You can, I would be happy to go to a drive-in movie theater because, like, finally, I can sit here and watch all uh, two hours of this pornographic movie without people constantly m***ing around me. Mm -hmm. I mean, but they would be. They would be, but I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that windows are all fogged up. Yeah, what happens in the privacy of your car is none of my dang business. Think about how many tickets they could sell, too, because, you know, people come in for, what, five, ten minutes, and then they're back out, and you can sell that spot again. All right, Tom. Uh... The, uh, you know, they declined, and now they're coming back. Wait, um, why, why did the pornographic movies go out of style? Um, I think it was just at some point people were like, we don't want this in our community. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and with as with everything, you saw Boogie Nights. It's VHS. People yeah. could, people get all that Why stuff. am I going to jack get... off in my car when I could jack off in my living room? Yeah, exactly. And nowadays, like, it's basement. like, well, now I got a laptop or a phone. Why am I going to jack off in the living room when I can jack off in the woods? Where no Who's one saying will that? You? I just, people, a lot of people are online are talking about it. That's a big thing nowadays. Um, the Do you remember there was like some show, I don't think it was Wonder Years, but there was like some show where they could watch drive-in movies from the roof of their house. And that was like how episodes frequently ended. Was it? It seems like something that would be on that 70s show. Maybe it, it could have been something like that. I, I want to say it was earlier. Uh, yeah. And I just remember thinking like, holy cow. I remember being young enough to think that would be the coolest thing in the world to be able to watch movies from my uh, roof. Now I have thousands of movies at my fingertip essentially for free all the time. And I, and I just go, oh, there's nothing to watch. Yeah, but there's something to, Tom, all right, this week I went and saw what was probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. The only saving grace was that it was 90 minutes on the nose, <laughs> okay. uh, unhinged starring Russell Crowe, uh, the movie that's so good that they uh, released it into theaters during the <laughs> pandemic with no other way to see it. Yeah, and with no marketing whatsoever. Yeah. Now, this is just like a modern falling down, kind of? Kind of, but it's not from the uh, the insane person's perspective. Well, then I'm not it's, interested. Um, but it, it's, look, it's one of these movies that starts out, like the opening credit se- sequence was, I don't know, five or seven minutes, <laughs> five to seven minutes long, where it's just like, 
clips from the news that yeah. are showing how society is yeah. alienated and becoming, you know, people are becoming detached and like sounds like, like they were really stretching to hit that 90 minute mark. Yeah, exactly. Um and it was all this like it was like this is a film for our times where people are really uh like you know, people are losing it. And like Russell Crowe is a bad guy. He he, you know, he has a road rage incident, but you know, you find out that his, he got divorced from his wife mm-hmm. and lost his job, and uh, and so, but like, it also oddly sympathizes with him. Yeah, in like, uh, like news reports when he's on his rampage of like, well, when middle-aged white men lose their job, uh, what do you expect <laughs> them to do when They're they lose their standing? To it, people, yeah, exactly, and like, he's very much explicitly the bad guy but they're also like uh, but this is what happens naturally when you take things away from yeah from people well, who well have maybe they they shouldn't have treated them so poorly yeah so anyway uh really bad movie but tom mm-hmm. especially now in these troubled times yeah to drive into a place some teen uh, gave us the tickets, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, we we paid for them. Uh, you didn't. Anyway. You didn't make your wife hide in the in the trunk so she could no, get in for is, free. This is the thing, right? Because I see a lot of these these pop ups that are like in like oh, Walmart parking lots yeah, and stuff. Drive ins, which they're they're good for for these times. But I feel like I always see like, oh, this is eighty five dollars per car. Eighty five dollars. For for like those things for those pop ups. Oh, I have like, not. I thought that they were like fifteen dollars. Well, no, this was this was like uh uh. I went to a drive in, what you would call upstate, mm-hmm. um, that's been around since nineteen fifty one, oh, and wow. it's been like continuously operating every summer. So it's ten dollars a head. Oh so, wow, uh, yeah, that's not bad at all. It was great. Two nights in a row. Barely uh, even worth making your wife hide in the trunk. No, but we did it anyway, for old time's sake. Um, <laughs> you both hid in the trunk and just put a brick on the gas pedal. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and the, he was like, oh, an, was empty, like, an empty car. I guess they're going to get in for free. Um, everything was a double feature, too. They had four screens, Tom. And now, did they have any creature features, though? Uh, hard pressed to find a creature feature. <laughs> okay, everything was a double feature, though. Yeah. See, so you so, got to watch this Russell Crowe movie twice <laughs> if you wanted. <laughs> no, it was ten dollars. I could watch. We could watch Unhinged, mm-hmm. followed by uh, It. Oh, the first It. Yeah. Or the first new of the new It. So yeah. it was like a, a a first run movie, and then a movie that's you know on in. Netflix I mean, in, or in this one case, but there's only one first run movie out right now. So <laughs> right. that was one screen. Uh, the other screens were, and this was this was the program all every night this week. Mm-hmm. The other screens, one was uh, Space Jam followed by Grown Ups, okay. which I tried to convince <laughs> not not in on it. I really want to watch Grown Ups uh, at a drive. It seems like it'd be I'm nice. surprised that your wife wasn't like uh, into Space Jam. I feel like she's she was into Space Jam. Okay. I think she was just like I, I don't need to see Space Jam as as a woman in my 30s. Now I've I've seen it. Um, the other one was did Jurassic- she know you could jack off to it though, and nobody would notice? 
She did mention that, yes. <laughs> okay. She, she was like, eh, the pros and cons here. Um, one was classic classic summer blockbuster screen, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic Park followed by Jaws. Oh, wow, yeah. Two, two Spielbergs is... Yeah. And then uh, the second night we went, mm-hmm. we went to this screen, Inception... Mm-hmm. Followed by Jurassic Park three. <laughs> you, you didn't go to Jurassic Park and Jaws, but you went to uh, what, what was the name of the Russell Crowe movie? Unhinged. Unhinged. Followed by uh, uh, it. The but fir- we left. We, it, we it left. Chapter one. Yeah. And then you went to Inception and Jurassic Park three. Yeah, I'll tell you why, Tom. Mm-hmm. We recently watched, we watched Jaws like two weeks ago, randomly oh, okay. at home. And we watched Jurassic Park, I think, maybe this past winter. Mm-hmm. So we just saw those movies. Right. Um, unhinged we went to, because first run movie yeah, in the summer a of new, 2020. A new movie, yeah. yeah. And I knew I, I could make you jealous. There's no way that you can see that movie, Tom, unless I'm you're going to sure get in the I car and drive upstate. It. What? I'm sure I could pirate it. Actually, it sounds like that movie, maybe nobody even bothered. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, Inception, Tom, that's two and a half hours long. If you yeah. think we were going to stick around to watch Jurassic Park 3 after that, no. Went home and went to bed. I remember, when, I remember seeing Jurassic Park 3 in a theater and... You know, it's still young enough that I liked most movies, and that movie was just like, wow, that was really, really bad. Yeah, I I don't know what it was. Jurassic Park came out in what ninety four. Yeah, sounds about I was right. Twelve. Mm-hmm. It's hands down my favorite movie of all time. It was oh, yeah. tied between that and Home Alone, right? Yeah. And then Lost World came out like. A few years later, like 97, right? The second mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Sounds about right. But I was right. still, you know. Yeah, 15. Still, yeah. And I was like, no way I'm going to see that piece of shit movie. And like, the sequel, still a Steven Spielberg movie. Right. A sequel to my favorite movie of all time. And I was like, nah, no thanks. Not interested. I've never seen a Jurassic Park since. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I mean. I've only seen the first Jurassic Park. Well, I mean, the rest are bad. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I don't know that. I haven't seen the most recent one, uh, but I assume it's bad. The the one before that, like, was okay. It had like promise in the beginning of it because the idea of like we're gonna show you the park running, fully functioning, is great. And much like how you just want to see Hogwarts on a normal day, <laughs> that's right? what that's what I I wanted. A Jurassic Park movie where it's like, guess what? One of the guys who runs the concession stand, he's about to get fired and he's really afraid of getting fired. <laughs> That's what the movie's about. Yeah. A nice character study on the yeah. you know, alongside the backdrop. You get, of, uh... you get Adam Sandler to play the guy selling peanuts at Jurassic World <laughs> and his wife's angry at him. Ah, Yeah. He can't. He's got. He's got two kids in college. He can't lose this job. I mean, no. I think. It, I think it should be more of a like Gus Van Sant, uh, 
like late 90s where it's just like a slice of life. Mm. Just like you're just seeing him go about his day. Yeah. But his day would be pretty, you'd be like, oh, now I got to go feed this triceratops at their triceratop mm-hmm. cage or something, yeah. right? Like, be cool. It'd be cool to see. Look, any of these would be better than the actual movies that they made. The problem with the Jurassic World movies mm-hmm. is like the first Jurassic Park, that could be happening right now. Or like right. When you're watching, yeah, it's it like, was secret. It's secret. Like maybe, maybe right now. By the time Jurassic World, it's this whole other, it's like a fantasy uh, thing. Where universe. It's, like it's in this, yeah, it's in this, it's this whole alternate universe where we're all like, yeah, dinosaurs are real. We know this. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, San Diego or whatever had that dinosaur attack a few years yeah. ago and people were killed, but it's fine now. And we go to the, <clears throat> the dino. I mean, I think it is kind of an interesting idea of like the park's been around now for 20 years and people are bored with it. Yeah. That's interesting, but that's again, interesting. But that's it's it's interesting in a, a different way than right. Jurassic Park was interesting. Yeah, and they eventually went to what was interesting about Jurassic Park, but what isn't interesting to see for the fourth time, which is, and then things go wrong, yeah. and the dinosaurs run wild. Of course, the dinosaurs are going to run wild. Show me a day when the dinosaurs don't run wild, and just a man loses his job. Now the Jurassic World movies are just like, now there's dinosaurs everywhere and everybody just, they're like wild animals now. Yeah, I think it's that like some of them have escaped and are just in, you know, jungles and stuff, procreating on their own. I don't care about any of that. Tom, there's a snack bar. There's a nice old-fashioned snack bar. Uh-huh. You get popcorn. When, I mean, isn't it nice, Tom? I know you have every every movie at your fingertips right now. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't it be nice to get a nice tub of popcorn, go with oh, your girlfriend, absolutely. and a and a Pepsi Cola and some some candy, mm-hmm. and sit there and, and munch on that, and, and watch a and watch a first run feature starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. <laughs> you know what? I kind of like Russell Crowe nowadays. <laughs> not um, no, not enough to see this movie, but. Uh... You know what? I'd like to see Russell Crowe star in a reboot of Wives Beware. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, Wives Should Beware of Russell Crowe, I think. Yeah. I mean, after watching this movie, Tom, believe me, you're, you're right. Ex-Wives Beware should be the oh, title of this Oh, of this I movie. see. Yeah, that could be the, the reboot, the gritty reboot. Yeah. Um, Tom, uh, multiple screens uh, mm-hmm. means if you if you get bored of a movie... Just turn your head and then find the right station on your on your FM dial well, and start was, watching another movie. I was going to say that that's one of the fascinating things about driving movies is that you use your car's stereo and they have a low power FM transmitter and they mm-hmm. tell you when you drive in, tune your dial to this and that's how you get the movie sound. Yeah. Now, it's also great for movie pirates because then they can get a pristine copy of the uh, movie sound to synchronize later. From FM radio. (laughs) Well, it's better. The highest fidelity. (laughs) It's better than a microphone in the theater. 
swear to God, they were static when I was watching when I was watching uh, Inception. It's like the transmitter's fifteen feet away from my car. Come on, guys. Yeah, boost I mean, the power a little bit. I I think they're legally not allowed to. <laughs> I think those things all have to be pretty weak uh, to yeah. to be within FCC guidelines. But um, I I saw something about how because they have these first run movies in the theaters that they were worried about. You know, the studios are worried about piracy, and that the theaters assured the suit. No, well, we're gonna up. There's no way you could possibly, if somebody in their car wants to videotape the movie on the screen, cameras nowadays, even if they just put their phone up on the dashboard, they're going to get a 4K (laughs) recording of it, let alone if it's like an organized thing. Yeah. It'd be extremely easy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I pirated uh, Unhinged if you want to see it, Tom. I would love I'll text to text it to you. I'll fax it to you. Yeah, like please, order. please send me uh, unhinged through iMessage and I'll watch it on my phone and I'll pretend um, like I'm in the car with you and your wife. The pros of uh, of a of going to a drive in movie, Tom, mm-hmm. you can talk full voice the entire oh, yeah, time if you want to do that. So. Look, if I saw, if I started watching Unhinged, the Russell Crowe movie, <laughs> at my home, eight minutes in, I would have turned it off. <laughs> right. If I was at a movie theater, I would have just like stewed the entire time <laughs> that I paid money for this, and I had to set to be quiet. Yeah, because we're, we're both the talk- same. With it takes a lot for me to walk out of a movie. Yeah, but I'd be pissed that I was there and checking my watch all the time. This was great. We could just talk about how much we hated the movie as it was happening. Yeah. Uh, really loud. And uh, n- nobody was bothered by it. So you get the kind of the communal asp- aspect of watching a movie together. I mean, kind of. Not really. Like, you're not hearing... No, it is. There is something about being around other people. But you're, but you're not hearing, like, everybody laugh and gasp together. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but it, it's better than just sitting in your living room. But you still get almost the same level of privacy because you can right. still talk. You can go on your phone. You can do whatever. Yeah, I was on my phone a bunch during that movie. <laughs> Another pro is... Uh, you should have been might... live streaming it. Oh, that would have been cool. What are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. Russell Crowe might come and kill me and my best friend i doubt he Um, remembers he made this movie uh you probably or you hopefully won't catch this virus that's going around if you follow all the rules yeah that's That's a pro that's a big pro i i will not be stepping foot in a movie theater probably for at least a year (laughs) yeah Uh, just because so much stuff i've read it's like yeah movie theater is just kind of one of the worst places you could go yeah, it's kind of one of the worst places you can go in normal times. Yeah, but at least they have movies playing. I'm just thinking about mm-hmm. when I saw uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War and how the entire movie, I had to smell how bad the guy in front of me smelled. And I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, if that guy had a communi- communicable disease, <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have been breathing in the entire time. And honestly, it might have been better than what I was breathing in the entire time during that movie. Um, whenever I go to a movie in a normal movie theater, 
I spend most of the time just fixated on somebody that I hate that's sitting among. <laughs> yeah. Somebody that's doing something like, this asshole shouldn't be doing this. Who do, who does this guy think he is? Man, I think I talked about this. It was probably a couple of years ago now, but uh, like this guy came into the movie. I, I'm guessing he snuck in, but it was at... Um, I was seeing a movie in 4DX and he came in like half an hour late and I had like bought my ticket specifically selected my seat so that nobody was around me. And he came in like a half hour late and sat next to me and then just fell asleep and proceeded to be asleep the entire time, even as the chair was rocking him like crazy. I was just like, I, I can't be lost in the movie because I'm so mad at this guy sitting right next to me in an otherwise almost completely empty movie theater. Yep. Uh, people stink. Yeah. And Tom, when and it comes I'm, to 4DX, if you're at a lightly attended drive-in movie, mm-hmm. you can make your own 4DX with your car. <laughs> it's true. You can rev your car during the you driving scenes. Donuts. Yeah. During the driving scenes, you can pretend you're driving. Yeah, you can actually drive. You can drive up and then slam on the brakes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jostle you and the rest of the car load. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I very much miss going to movie theaters for sure. Like yeah. I used to go to movies a lot, like because I have no qualms about going to movies by myself. Uh, so like I would go see movies know, a few times a month at least. Yeah. Also, in a drive-in, Tom, you can, mm. my my main, and this might seem crazy to you, my main thing about movie theaters, I think they make the trailers really loud, yeah. but then sometimes the, the, the feature presentation isn't loud enough. Right. Me. You can blast it in your car. <laughs> uh-huh. And you can you mute the trailers. Want. Yeah. Tom, could you imagine going to a movie theater right now? And being like, one for new mutants, please. <laughs> and then sitting in a theater for like two hours with a bunch of other people who would be going to see new mutants right now. Yeah. Risking their lives. And then two weeks two weeks later being in a hospital. <laughs> being like, oh, new mutants. Damn it. If they had only released this in 2017 when they filmed it. Yeah, I'm doing this. I am very interested in seeing new mutants. For I, I've told I've told you like that's one of my hobbies. I feel like the past few years, I love watching a movie that's like a train wreck that has been not just reshot once, <laughs> but reshot like three times and then re-edited with like even with the reshot footage like damn it no uh, i don't know what we have to do can we make a movie 65 minutes long no all right <laughs> they so, should just make a movie 60 i would have liked unhinged if it came in at 70 minutes like <laughs> dumbo so yeah uh i i'll watch unhinged eventually i'm sure because i'm curious about how this was done but new mutants for that reason, uh, that last Terminator, Terminator Dark Fate, uh, the last Predator movie where all of a sudden it's nighttime <laughs> and nobody really explains why it's nighttime and why some of the actors aren't in the movie anymore. <laughs> like, the, I love those now. Um, Tom, some of the cons mm-hmm. of going to a drive-in movie. Um, whenever anybody... It turns on their headlights. It just ruins the movie for a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. 
Because um, he just can't afraid. see the screen. Yeah, I mean, you can't. It's dark. It's just distracting. And like you're people right. are like driving around. You see it in your rear view mirror. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I'm afraid that my car battery is going to die because I have my... Uh, oh, cause stereo. You turn off your engine, but you yeah. have your, your stereo on. So the whole time I'm just like, am I going to have to look up how to jump a car? You know how to jump a car? I always forget which which one like you know, which on one, one you of the attach cars to yourself. Well, no, there's on one of the cars you attach both to the battery. Yeah, and then on one of the cars you only attach one of them, and, and the then other the other, thing other one to you metal. put on your hand. Yeah, exactly. Don't act like you know how to jump a car. I know how to jump a car. How do you do it? Explain it to me. The way I do it, Tim, is usually I just elbow the engine like the fonts, and the car oh, starts cool. up. Yeah. Um, I'm also afraid that there's going to be a mass shooting when I'm at a, at a drive-in. <laughs> okay. These people come in with their pickup trucks and they have blankets in the back. And I'm like, is there just an arsenal of like rifles under But at under least you could drive away. That's the thing. I was, always, I was very careful to be like, keys I was very careful to always have the car in reverse, my foot on the brake, <laughs> ready to go at any time. The only reason that was on my mind is because this drive-in was directly across the street from a giant gun shop. Oh, yeah. Like so, one of those guns, guns, guns places. Yeah. It's had guns on the mind. So you think people might buy a gun and be like, uh, you know, where where can I try this? Yeah. It's easy. Easy access. Yeah. But I'm, I guess I'm afraid of mass shootings in normal movie theaters, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably more afraid. Less places yeah. to hide. I guess any public place, I'm just, uh, yeah. Also, it seems like it'd be annoying if it's crowded. There's a lot of people walking around. In the drive-in? Yeah. Oh, okay. it wasn't It wasn't crowded when I went. Oh, wait, what? So that's a con or a pro? It was a pro that it wasn't crowded when I went. But, but like, but it tonight, could be crowded. T- tonight is a Metallica um, event at drive-ins all across the country. Oh, okay. Where, uh, and I feel like they're selling tickets on like Ticketmaster for that. I think those are the things that are like eighty-five dollars a car. Yeah, you get to watch a Metallica concert. I feel like ah, I don't want to be around like hundreds of cars. Yeah. Yeah, I remember even as a kid, getting out of a drive-in movie theater was like a pain in the ass. Uh, just because, yeah. you know, a lot of cars are all leaving at once. Hmm. Uh, and at least where we grew up on Long Island, people have zero tolerance for, like, waiting in a line of any sort. Uh, so people just immediately start honking or, or trying to cut the line or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Quibi is, on, is in drive-ins now, Tom. I, yeah, I saw that. This uh, the stranger, a new Quibi thing is in. Yeah, is that based on the Billy Joel song? If it were, then they're missing a trick. Not having BJ himself promoted on Twitter. No, I read the description and it sounded pretty good as far as like a thriller goes. Uh, but I'm I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna watch a Quibi on my phone. You think I'm gonna go watch it in a movie theater? Yeah, I got a three-month free trial of Quibi. I watch it for four seconds. <laughs> How come? I'm curious about why more drive-in movie theaters didn't like immediately spin up when the pandemic started. 
They kind of are. Yeah. Like there are Walmart parking lots that they're doing it in. Like a lot of a lot of like uh, amusement parks. Not a lot of amusement parks. This place, Adventureland, where we're from, Tom, <laughs> they they turn their parking lot oh, into okay. a drive-in. Um, I think the thing is, there are no movies. Into, well, no, not even that because like you can, you know, license old movies, and I think yeah. people would still go. I went. Hmm. Uh, a digital projector costs somewhere between like seventy-five and one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Um, and a screen uh, is going to be. F- between 50 feet and 100 feet, um, and that's going to cost 50000 to $250,000. Why not just use a bunch of sheets? I mean, there are a lot of, like, backyard things happening like that. Yeah. I think, like, Amazon uh, sold out of those those inflatable backyard oh, things. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. The, the backyard uh, screens, yeah. projector screens. Tom, does your car? And I don't want to. I don't want to tell everybody what kind of car you drive, lest mm-hmm. uh, they find it and vandalize it. <sighs> it's a Mercedes. <laughs> does it? Does it uh, have a, a like a back that you could open up and sit in it? Yeah, that would be cool. You should go to a drive-in. Um, oh, that's and, pretty nice because yeah, then the speakers are above you because they're in yeah, the, and people can sit there, and you could also put chairs out in front. Yeah, of it like a so ha- could, a hatchback, I think is yeah, yeah. I don't have a hatchback, but it has a hatchback back. Right, seems pretty cool, Tom. Yeah, I recommend you do it. There's a that, film called Wives Beware that I think you should <laughs> check out. Well, I watch. I mean, we talked about this before the show, but I watched uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music this weekend. I bought that. Uh, and that was great. I would have happily uh, go go to a drive-in theater to watch that. I would not go to a regular movie theater. Uh, no, I don't know if the if if drive-ins have that movie. May, I'm sure some do. I don't know. I mean, I know. I don't this- know. I, it seems to be like the studios are like like holding the reins on on some of the stuff. But do you think the um, movies that they're also selling? on digital at the same time that they're being so careful i don't know yeah i don't know first thing we we watched bill and ted's face of the music uh last night and uh first as soon as it was over i was like that was good uh i really wish i had seen that at a drive-in movie theater because that would have been really cool because like yeah you know you you see other people that would be uh like I think the pinnacle of a drive-in style movie. We yeah. all honk our horns at the end. We'd <laughs> all get out and sing the song with them. Yeah, oh yeah, that'd be fun. Um, you know what's weird about Bill and Ted Face the Music? Uh, that I know this isn't drive-in specific, but look, we're about to give the plugs, so it's fine. And yeah, the, pl- the hook, the hook's coming out. And the plugs are. You can go to tcgt.com to, to find out more about the show. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. You can follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. And if you want to support the show, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash complete guide for books, the podcast. We're in the middle of reading, uh, my sister, the serial killer and Tim's reading it. He's telling me about it. It's a lot of fun. This lady's sister is a serial killer, and everybody knows it, except everybody else in the story. 
<laughs> we know it as the reader. And we know it as the reader. Patreon.com slash complete guide. You get the back episodes too. So don't worry about that. Um, those are the plugs. Um, oh, now I forgot what I was going to say about Bill and Ted save the, uh, face the music. Not save the music, face the music. Um, but you it, teased something and then you forgot? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just a good movie. I would have liked to, yeah, I would have liked to watch it in a movie theater. That would have been fun. Oh, I would, I remember what I was going to say as I was just saying nonsense just now. And it's like, oh, that's what you wanted to say? It made me a little wistful almost because there have been a handful of, you know, digital releases this summer. Some movies got pushed to next summer. Some got pushed into the fall or the winter. I don't think those are going to see a, a, at least a U.S. Mm-hmm. release. Uh, some like Tenet are getting, uh, you know, a, a foreign release and then a U.S. release, but no digital release yet. Right. Um, Bill and Ted was like the only real like sequel, uh, movie this summer, like yeah, franchise, the only franchise thing. Yeah. And you know, most summers there's what a dozen <laughs> franchise movies. So it actually made me a little sentimental for like, finally a movie where I know all the characters very well. <laughs> And Don't, uh, uh, we'll be back to that soon enough, Tom. Don't you worry. God, I hope so. Because I, I hate learning about new characters and new situations. I want the old characters I know in situations I'm familiar with. I think the drive-in would be the ultimate way to see that, more so than uh, a movie theater. Because I really, I do not like people that applaud for the familiar <laughs> right and that would happen all the time right like it every would time certainly there was happen any kind of callback and it would be guys like us turning to their wives or girlfriends and just being like uh, so that's rufus right and george carlin <laughs> sadly passed in 2008 and you'd have to hear people mansplaining to their dates about well, that's, the easter eggs and stuff that's one thing and that's certainly not fun but the people applauding at things because they recognize it, <laughs> that would oh, that would drive me nuts. The first Especially, time they showed the phone booth, people would have been like, whoa, yeah. yes. Especially when a movie like that, where it's like, yeah, there's only two other movies in this series. None of these references are deep cuts. <laughs> We're here because we all know that, yeah, there's a phone booth and... And these are things Bill and Ted say. Yeah. Also, I wouldn't want to be around uh, people our age, like bringing their unimpressed kids to it and trying to get them hyped up for it. And then hearing them as I'm leaving the theater being like, it was okay. Yeah. Or hearing them say, that was my generation's Dick Tracy. (laughs) Harsh. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, kid, that's brutal. Come on. Get the fuck out of here, kid. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so uh, in summation, go rent or buy Bill and Ted Face the Music. It was great. It wasn't great. It was very good. I liked it a lot. I I had very low expectations for it. Uh, It exceeded those low expectations. It didn't break the genre or anything, but it was fun and it was true to the spirit of Bill and Ted. Agreed. We'll see you next week. 
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>